Hey everyone, this is James from film to film bringing you another podcast. So this one is going to be a little different than our standard fare uh, that I do with Inyaki on kind of like a bi-weekly basis. We are experimenting a little bit more with kind of the shorter form podcasts. And so I'm not sure, uh, hopefully Inyaki will be able to do one or two on his own. Um, but let's see, podcasting is very different when kind of solo monologuing. So I have, uh, I think a little bit more elaborate notes and hopefully some stuff uh, that will be interesting. So I wanted to kind of feed off of the last film that I picked, The Crippled Avengers, and do sort of a related film, uh, The Masked Avengers. So those of you that not, are not familiar, we do spoil these films here. I think film is just a lot more interesting to talk about when you can discuss uh, more specifics about what happened throughout. Um, so real quickly, here is the synopsis. This is from Letterboxd. Uh, Philip Kwok plays a repentant killer who vows to destroy the masked game of which he was a member. A young fighter and his martial arts brother come to the town to catch the killers, but one of them is not to be trusted. Okay, so there's a little bit of spoilers in that uh, synopsis. That's fine. Uh, I already said we are spoiling this film, so uh, I have not uh, betrayed your trust yet. So this film came out in 1981. That is three years after Five Deadly Venoms and uh, Crippled Avenger, as well as Invincible Shaolin, the sort of three Venoms mob films that come first. So even though this is just three years later, uh, Chong Che in 1978 signed a contract with Shaw, and my understanding of the contract is he basically was creating 25 films. Being Chong Che and knowing a bit about him and just how he liked to crank out films, he was able to kind of fulfill that contract within five years. So even though this film uh, is coming just three years later, is actually very much towards the end of the Venom's run. Uh, I don't think you would say this is like the last good or great Chong Che film. Uh, I think kind of the last hurrah, or at least the one that's commonly um, credited as the last hurrah is the really great Five Element Ninjas 2. For me, this film is uh, is really good. I really enjoy this film. I do think it is a touch below things like Five Element Ninjas and in terms of like the Venom Mob things, uh, definitely below Five Deadly Venoms and Crippled Avengers. Nevertheless, I think if you are a fan of the Venom Mob or a fan of Shaw Brothers in general, I think this is definitely towards the top of the list. They did 25 of these films um, and kind of in my basic research, uh, this seems to show up somewhere in that five to eight range as far, sort, of, sort of the most popular. And I'd probably rank it right about there too. That feels about right to me. Um, I think once you get past kind of like those big classics uh, that everyone's gonna hear about if you're probably listening to this podcast, then I think this one uh, would sit kind of right below that. And I think it deservedly so. So uh, things that I did really like about this film. Um, so this film is a lean, mean 87 minutes. Uh, I love uh, kind of that shorter runtime. It, it, and I think this is a film that really does benefit from this. I think if you added 10 or 20 minutes, this film would feel uh, quite bloated. Um, but I think the number one thing that stands out for this film is the conclusion, specifically the trident play that you're gonna get in this film. Before hitting record on uh, for this podcast, I did do some quick research. Yeah, well, by quick research, I mean a couple Google searches where I searched for uh, Trident uh, Kung Fu film, Trident martial arts film. This film definitely comes up number one, and I think it very likely deserves that place. While I have not yet to see all of the martial arts films, um, I have a hard time imagining this one is surpassed just in the terms of the amount of Trident uh, play that is used. And it is awesome. It is uh, definitely uh, amazing, and I would say definitely the number one reason to watch this film. This film also has really, really cool uh, layer design. 
Uh, so this film compared to um, maybe Crippled Avengers or some of the other films has kind of this dark, gloomy look to it. And the lair sort of fits into that perfectly. That, of course, is where we have that concluding trident fight, too. Uh, at certain points, we have, like, villains sort of descending uh, from the air. The the um, lair is basically this old abandoned Buddhist temple, I believe. Um, and it's just very, very moody and uh, well-lit and extremely well-designed. It's booby-trapped to the hilt. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely a little campy, but uh, certainly a lot of fun. And then uh, the last reason, I would say, the kind of the third strength of film is the beginning of the film and i think it just opens really nicely um on sort of introducing uh you to the masked avengers so the masked avengers unlike the crippled avengers are the villains in this film so it's basically kind of the secret society of assassins that are base are uh killing uh basically performing contract killing they don't know the identities of each other uh, and so uh, they also, when they have kind of satisfied a job, we, we see this and they basically are celebrating like crazy by drinking a bunch of chicken blood. Um, and then apparently that's not enough. So they cut open into a human, which is like contained in like this Buddha statue. And so they're turning this basically swastika knob. So you can see uh, the human there and uh, they start drinking human blood. And it's... Uh, it's pretty wild. It, it, it's quite a way to open the film. And so I do think kind of how you would rate this film will depend a lot on how you see sort of like that section in the middle. I think the beginning and the end are absolutely great. Um, I would totally recommend those. And I think the middle is probably where people are going to differ a little bit on how much they enjoy this. Um, I would say for the most part, this is kind of a slow build mystery with a great payoff in the final scene. So I think more than any other film I can think of uh, in kind of that Venom's Mob era for Chang-Chi, this one follows the Venom's Mob structure the closest. You basically have one evil group and one good group uh, and people, and you basically don't know who is on which side. So sort of like Five Deadly Venoms, you're like, okay, which students are good? I don't know who the Toad is. I don't know who the Scorpion is. Uh, I don't know who the Centipede is. So you're trying to figure out who is who, uh, who's evil, and who's good. If you've seen some of these films um, and you know the actors involved in them, it probably won't be a huge surprise to see who is good and who is bad uh, because the uh, certain Venoms tended to play the good characters and certain other ones tended to play the bad ones. This is a film that is missing a couple of Venoms, unfortunately, but we do have Philip Kwok uh, here. Uh, we also have uh, Cheng Sheng and we have Lu Fang. So kind of uh, three that have sort of a very similar style and a very similar background in sort of the Peking Opera. Fortunately, we're missing uh, Lo Meng who, and Sun Qian. Uh, so Sun Qian is the kicker, Taekwondo background, and Lo Meng has the very distinctive uh, kind of chiseled chest and very, very muscular. And so unfortunately, those two are responsible for bringing a lot of sort of the fight diversity and things like that to the Venom's film. So this film does miss them. And I do think that's probably why uh, this film does not quite work as well as something like Five, Five Deadly Venoms, where we just get very, very distinctive styles there, specifically from the Toad. Um, so yeah, uh, it's sort of like Five Deadly Venoms. There's just a lot less fighting throughout the film. And uh, it, it's very much kind of like this slow burn mystery structure. And I think uh, for me, at least the mystery structure works fine. I'm not gonna say it's great. I'm not gonna defend it and say it's the best thing. I think it definitely works a little bit better in Five Deadly Venoms. 
Um, but uh, I, I do think how much you enjoy this film will kind of depend on how much you like that. Because the little bits of fights that we have throughout, and we do have bits of them, they're much, much shorter, and they kind of lack the punctuation that you're going to get from that last fight. The last fight is really kind of the big reason uh, to watch this one with the tridents and things like that. Um, I watched it right before hitting record, and it's just... It's just an awesome fight. It's definitely one of the best, uh, one of my favorites, and probably the main reason I will come back to return to watch this film. I had actually seen this film once before, about 12 or 13 years ago, when I was first getting into kind of the Shaw Brother films, and I came back to it uh, just because I'd been watching basically all of the Chang Che films that I hadn't watched. So I came back to this one after kind of com completing that quest. So I've seen pretty much all the Venom's films. And so, yeah, I would I would definitely kind of agree with that ranking, putting it towards kind of the upper half of these films. Um, so I did want to read a letterbox review that I did pull up. This is from Felipe Furtado. This late, Chang Che is notable for some great final 20 minutes that displays his natural knack for staging elaborate action choreography, as well as his late career taste for brutality. The road to get there is rough with muddled Mystery revenge plot and overall lack of energy. The editing feels a little bit off for uh, by uh, Chase standards. It is very bleak and nihilistic, like most of Chase's more cynical late work and never quite achieves the grace of moment that counters the bitter feeling. But those final minutes are glorious. <clears throat> For the most part, I think I agree with this. Uh, I think the mystery plot works a little bit better for me. I do like kind of a good mystery plot. I think the other thing I would add to this too is there's like some really, really nice atmosphere at the end as well as kind of throughout. It does have that sort of like dark brooding feel to it, uh, film to it as well. Um, so the choreography, it was done by the three Venoms of this film. So again, Philip Kwok, Cheng Sheng, and Lu Fang. And then also uh, Chu Ko is credited here. He plays uh, one of the chiefs uh, that ends up being uh, one of the bad chiefs. And uh, I did want to talk a little bit about kind of just choreography and related topics to choreography. After Lao Kar Long and uh, Chang Che split ways, I think you could certainly argue that uh, while their collaborations before then are great and some of the most essential kind of martial arts films period uh not to mention of that period uh i think their their split up did really lead to some great films from both of them uh like this period from the kind of the late 70s to the mid 80s of Lao Kar Long choreogra choreographed Shaw Brothers films as well as kind of these Chang Che films which after Lao Kar Long leaves and he had a lot of control over those fight scenes and the action choreography there uh kind of having this more southern fit to it we have um, uh, quite a quite a different look to these films. Let's kind of moves on to this Venom stage. Certainly more acrobatics. I think there's overall a lot less focus on the training of these films. Not to say it's totally gone. Uh, a film like Crippled Avengers, of course, has sort of these very classic, very fun training scenes to them. But you have a film like this, Masked Avengers, which doesn't have any training at all. And there's, uh, I would say, arguably even more death uh, to these films too. Um, Chang Che, uh, as, as Felipe Furtado notes, uh, does uh, like to kill a lot of people, and in this film is no exception. So if you're like me and like to see a lot of cruelty and brutality on screen, uh, I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's, it's what I enjoy. Um, then this film is absolutely for, for you. And one thing I do think kind of the Venoms and kind of making this into more of a team game as, as opposed to sort of like the classic solo hero, we're talking like Boxer from Chantung, One-Armed Swordsman, 
is that you get this choreography that just kind of inherently does have a little bit of a different nature to it. There's more fighting together. There's more bodies in motion that are interacting with each other. Um, also, from just kind of a practical standpoint, there's more bodies to kill. If you're watching something like Boxer from Shantong and One-Armed Swordsman, because it is a Chang Che film, you know that the hero could die. But you do know that if the hero is going to die, it's going to be at the very, very end of the film. I think there's kind of an inherent extra danger that's built into uh, these uh, these films that have more of a troop where we have a bunch of different protagonists and antagonists where you can really kill a hero midway. And in fact, that does happen famously in Five Deadly Venoms with the toe dying uh, sort of two thirds the way through the film. And you do have that happening here. Uh, basically, uh, Chin Su Ho is sort of standing. He, he has probably one of the two or three biggest ho roles in this film. And is basically sort of being groomed to be kind of like this next generation of Shaw Brothers stars. Um, <clears throat> very, very young in this role. And he didn't end up having a pretty successful career. But um, he's basically treated with equal importance to someone like Philip Clock, and in fact acts in a lot of scenes with them. But uh, because there's is a troop, he actually ends up dying. And I was actually a little surprised to see him die because the way that he was being treated, I thought he would at least make it to the end of the film. But uh, rather than that, he does end up dying uh, fairly, uh, about two thirds of the way through the film. So very similar to kind of how uh, the Toad does. Another thing I would say about the choreography is that one, I think weakness that Inyaki noted in the Crippled Avengers review is that at times uh, these uh, the the different performers with sort of the Peking opera background and sort of the planned choreography by them too uh, can seem that they're not really trying to hit each other and there's not as much ferocity to some of the fighting. I would say that this film is not at all guilty of that, even though we have those exact same performers. Um, <clears throat> performing and interacting with each other here uh, other than kind of like this baton uh, twirling thing that Chuko does which actually isn't even in combat there is a speed and ferocity to the action there's no under cranking it's just really really wonderfully done and again I cannot recommend that Trident scene enough even if you don't want to watch this film I would totally recommend um, I gotta imagine someone has uh, YouTube this and put that up there uh, uh, before Okay, so let's keep on moving. I already talked a little bit about the beginning, which kind of does immediately capture your attention. It's too bad that kind of like that middle section of the film doesn't kind of have that same sort of uh, unhinged energy that you can have there. Um, the rest of the film is definitely um, a little bit, uh, uh, kind of as Felipe describes, it's definitely a little nihilistic. We definitely get to see a bunch of people die. Uh, the fight scenes are sort of more sporadic. Uh, bodies are treated to be very disposable. Um, it's definitely very cruel. And in some ways, Chong Che does remind me a little bit of a horror director in um, kind of like if we think about slashers and things like that, where we're coming up with very, very creative ways for people to die. Um, sort of like those horror films, it is very, very dimly lit. And because this is Chong Che, we have uh, kind of characteristically very, very few female characters and definitely some uh, scantily clothed male characters. Uh, I'm not uh, a huge costume guy, uh, but th th you, so one could definitely write a thesis. Uh, Chang Che has given plenty of material uh, on uh, on kind of the homoeroticism in his film, as well as kind of the different costumes that are there. Okay, yeah, so um, <clears throat> uh, in terms of kind of like that uh, trident play at the end, uh, it, there are tridents flying through the air. We have like these 
wonderful moments where people are knocking tridents back and forth, trying to hit each other. I suppose if you were going to lobby that criticism I mentioned earlier, you could say it for there. I think it's a lot better uh, than Crippled Avengers uh, in that sense, though, even though I do like Crippled Avengers just a little bit more. Um, and the one uh, thing that does deviate sort of from the trident play that we get is uh, Cheng Sheng uh, uses a fan for a while, as well as his characteristic rings. Uh, and as usual, is just amazingly acrobatic and just often can steal the scene and show with just the way he's moving and flipping around. I think he certainly stands out as being kind of like uh, the UNB of the Venom, sort of like this, uh, just this very physical athletic force uh, that is capable of doing uh, kind of just all kinds of acrobatics and flips and things like that. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to mention is the set design that Felipe does touch on a bit in his review. And uh, I think the other thing, along with the fighting, that really makes the conclusion amazing is just the way that is staged. Um, we have all kinds of booby traps going on. We have people being like sliced by doors, uh, people being poisoned. There's spikes, there's kind of dry ice. Uh, there's moments throughout the finale where the cheeps just slowly descend in this basically elevator uh, where they come down uh, and have their evil entrances. We find out throughout the film that there are basically three cheeps there. Um, another thing that I find to be really striking about the lair is it's basically in this old Buddhist abandoned temple. And it's really interesting to me to see uh, the religious uh, iconography used in kind of like this very violent and gory way. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I grew up in the West, so I can't speak to kind of just uh, what that means specifically in terms of like uh, Buddhism and things like that. But I will say that it's very, very striking every time I see that where we have like these different bodies that are hidden in these Buddha statues. There can be blood flowing from it and things like that. And uh, it's probably happened in other Chang Che films. I mean, he's done it in so many other films, but this is definitely one uh, where it is very um, striking and, and is one of those images uh, that you're not going to forget super easily. Um, okay, so let's uh, wrap up here. Uh, so please, if you uh, let us know what you thought of this episode, you can email us at zafilmtofilm at gmail.com. Um, you can also tweet at us at zafilmtofilm. Uh, in terms of souvenir, I'm going to take the Trident. What else is there to take uh, from this film? Double feature, uh, I would say Crippled Avengers uh, is a good double with this one. I, while I was tempted to recommend Five Deadly Venoms, I do think those films are a little too similar. Um, and Crippled Avengers uh, is paced a little bit better, I would say, than those films. You have uh, kind of like more of your classic training sequences. It's also lighter than this one. So I'd probably start with this film and then go to Crippled Avengers, uh, just because that does have kind of a little bit uh, stronger kind of energy flow throughout. Who won? i uh, got to give it to Chang Che. These solo efforts are always a little tricky uh, just because uh, unless one performer really, really stills the show, um, I, I'm just always very tempted to give it to the director. So while this film very much is a team effort, I think the director, Chang Che, here really makes it come together. Rating, uh, 7.5. Uh, definitely well worth seeking out if you are a fan of the Shaw Brothers films. Uh, I'm, I would say it's, you know, just a little bit underrated. While people do seem to rate it in sort of that second tier of Venom films, I, I don't hear a lot of uh, Masked Avengers talks these days. So thank you all for tuning in, and hopefully we can have some more episodes with uh, both of us in the future. And uh, I will see you all next time.